Moncrief on News Talk. Now, what is your cat saying to you? In Leon College in Arkansas, they've just completed a study of their facial expressions and found at least 300 of them. Brittany Florkowitz is a senior author of that study. Brittany, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. So when you were conducting this study, could you explain, I can can understand how you would identify different facial expressions. What was the process of figuring out what those facial expressions meant? So what we did for each facial expression that was produced during these social interactions among cats is to look for other types of bodily cues to help us discern whether or not these facial expressions were being produced in a friendly or affiliative manner or if they were non-friendly. So we're looking for things such as grooming behavior, aloe rubbing. We're looking for nose touching and just in general cats wanting to be in close proximity to one another when it comes to these affiliative facial expressions. Whereas in contrast, for non-affiliative facial expressions, you can expect to see things like, you know, um, arching of the back, hissing, spitting, um, trying to run away from the other cat, and so forth. So whenever we're classifying these facial expressions, we're looking for these other types of bodily cues or social cues to help us discern which category to place them in. Okay, so it sounds, though, then it's more than just... You look at more than just the face to figure out what they're communicating. Yes, absolutely. There's been lots of previous studies done that show that cats not only communicate with their faces, but also with their body and with their tail as well. So that was an important consideration when it came to classifying these facial expressions in our current study. Right. Okay. So if if there's a general, you can divide it into affiliative or non-affiliative, sort of friendly or not friendly, then presumably there's nuances uh, among those particular groups of expressions. Yes, absolutely. Um, So one of the things that we did report on in our current study is something called a play face. And this was very important for us to make note of because we can see evidence of playful expressions in lots of animals in the animal kingdom. You can see them in humans with laugh faces. You can see them in monkeys, other apes. You can see them in dogs. Even sun bears and meerkats have these play faces. So they're very widespread among the animal kingdom and they specifically correspond to modulating play. So increasing the intensity of play, decreasing the intensity of play, and so forth. So our current study, we actually found evidence of that because during these affiliative interactions, some of them are going to be playful between two cats that are rolling around, having a great time with one another. So we can see preliminary evidence for more nuanced meaning in these facial expressions. And that's one of the follow-up studies that we'll be conducting soon is trying to figure out, okay, We have these affiliative and non-affiliative facial expressions, but are there some expressions that correspond more closely to trying to solicit grooming opportunities or trying to share food? So that's going to be the next step in our research paradigm. Okay, yeah. So, uh, and and if the, the expressions, are they expressing something that's happening to them or are they expressing, I want something? So that's something that we have to discern with follow-up studies. Um, One of the things that we'll be doing is seeing not only what context these facial expressions occur in, but also whether or not they're associated with goals. So we see, for example, that humans and primates in general, we tend to communicate with a goal in mind, whether it's sharing information like we're doing now, whether it's trying to get a particular item or so forth. So we can see that other primates, such as chimpanzees, they'll communicate about, hey, can you give me 
that food item? Can I direct grooming to you? And so forth. So the next step will be coding that kind of information within the video footage that we have and seeing whether or not cats not only produce so many different kinds of facial expressions, but whether or not they're associated with goal-oriented behavior. And in your study, was all cats interacting with cats? Yes, just cats interacting with other cats. Yeah, so we don't know if perhaps cats might have a range of facial expressions that they'd use towards humans. Yeah, or even other animals like dogs, because there's lots of households nowadays that have both dogs and cats. So that's another potential avenue for future research. Were you surprised by the amount of facial expressions you uh, you found, given that cats kind of have a bad rap for being a bit cool and aloof? <laughs> yeah, we were very shocked to see the number just because we've done some previous studies on other animals, such as gibbons and chimpanzees. And this number actually falls closer to what we see in chimpanzees than what we see in gibbons. Now, we need to do follow-up studies with other animals to see how cats compare in this regard. But it was very cool to see just how many different morphologically distinct facial expressions cats can produce. Now, obviously, this didn't come as a surprise to cat owners. Um, but it's important to have this catalog of different expressions so that we can do comparative work to see what exactly are cats doing with these different subtle facial muscle movements of the eyes, ears, nose, and mouth, and how does that compare to other animals? Were there any facial expressions where you were left a bit stumped? You weren't sure what they were saying? Yes, there was a small proportion of facial expressions that appeared in both affiliative and non-affiliative contexts. This was only a small amount. It was about 17% of the morphologically distinct facial expressions. And this is pretty interesting because on one hand, it could imply cognitive flexibility in terms of being able to produce different kinds of facial expressions that vary on meaning, depending on other types of interactions, depending on other types of signals that are being produced. Um, on the other hand, it could be a case of we just need to do additional research to see exactly whether or not these are affiliative or non-affiliative. So we do have a little bit of facial expressions or a few facial expressions that we'll probably need to do a little bit more research on. But for the most part, many of these facial expressions we have observed are either affiliative or non-affiliative. And was it uh, pretty equally split between those two categories? Yeah, um, which is another surprise too for a lot of people because in the previous literature, a lot of people have argued that when cats do produce facial expressions to other cats, it's going to be agonistic mostly. But it's very interesting to see that we have an equal split between affiliative and non-affiliative facial expressions, which kind of gets to this idea that domestication has made cats more socially tolerant and we're going to see more affiliative interactions and then corresponding facial expressions that go with those interactions. And did it vary at all among different breeds of cat? That is something we weren't able to look at because the Cat Cafe, it's a nonprofit organization that rehomes cats in Los Angeles. Um, some cats are there for only a few days. Others are there for months or years. Unfortunately, they don't have the ability to do DNA testing for all the cats. And a lot of the cats that are coming in are mixed breeds, but that's a very great a question for a follow-up study to see whether or not we see differences based on breed, but also based on rearing histories, right? So are these cats coming from other homes? Are these cats, you know, coming from feral colonies and so forth? So we're hoping to expand our sample size to include some of those questions. Brittany Florkowitz is a senior author of that study uh, from Leon College in Arkansas. Brittany, thank you very much. Thank you. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.